neglecting and haunting and alone. Life can take you from worshiping to whining in a quick trip. You can move from the shout to sorrow in just a few moments of time. And I believe that perhaps part of what makes that so because of the challenges that life bring to us and the demands that life makes upon us and how exhausting that can be. Every day has its pressure. I want to ask you a question tonight. When was the last day that you didn't feel some kind of pressure on you during the day? Maybe you didn't wake up to it, and maybe it didn't come at the noon hour, but somewhere before you laid your head down on your pillow at night, something comes rushing in, a demand, a pressure, an expectation that is just more than you can handle. Every sunrise, there is an unknown world that rises before us, and Many times it is a world that we are not looking for. And anybody, anyone in this place can hit a slump in their life. Any one of us at any given time can hit a spot in life where the bottom falls out. And all of a sudden we are... We are just trying to keep ourselves afloat and we are, as some people would uh, say, we are simply peddling to try to keep ahead of that thing coming down the road after us. There are times when the best people in the world come to a point at, at which they are ready to quit. There are people here tonight that wonder sometimes how you can face what you're facing any longer. As such moments come, it seems to us that we have faced evil enough for a lifetime. And I will tell you tonight that I have fought enough devils for two lifetimes. Is there anybody here that can witness that tonight? you faced enough evil and you have faced enough trouble and you've dealt with enough heartache. You don't want to hear any more bad news. And yet bad news often comes into our life. In times like this, you can feel overwhelmed by the day. You can feel alone and you can feel that there is no end to it. And sometimes you can reach a point where you just can't go on any further and you feel like your resources have been depleted and loneliness overwhelms you. Can I come tonight to remind you that God knows the demands that are upon your life? That nothing that happens to you and I happens without his understanding and knowing. So if there is a day that comes where it is overwhelming, just understand that there's an answer to that overwhelming spirit if you will look for it. When we get to the place where we are like Elijah was, we begin running from things. Elijah 
found himself exactly where I am talking about. He had been on top of the world. He had been in the most powerful move of God anybody could imagine. He had seen the demonstration of God's power. He had witnessed the overthrow of Baal's prophets. He had seen God move in a miraculous way and touch that altar that he had built. And then he had seen everyone bow down and acknowledge the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But here is a day that rises in which the news of that day is unexpected and, and he is not prepared for it. And so he, he comes to a point in his life where he feels overwhelmed and he begins to run. Running from issues, running from problems, running from life itself. How often that happens to people of God. Not wicked people, not backslidden people, but good, hardworking, God-loving people find themselves at times running away from the problems that life brings. And we get to the place where we just can't handle it any longer. And Elijah was in such a place. He had known the heights of the spirit life and he had stood at Carmel in great victory. He was there a fearless man and he stood before the king a fearless man. But today he is whimpering and he is whining. Fresh off one of the most magnificent displays of God's power that scripture records. He receives word from Jezebel that she's after him and that news overwhelms him and he panics. You know, we look at that and we wonder how in the world could a man so strong as Elijah be afraid of a woman like Jezebel? I don't know, but why do you panic? over things that come unexpectedly into your life? Why do you get into a rush when things start piling in upon you? It just seems to be the weakness of our humanity. And so for Elijah, panic set in. And he is unnerved by what has happened. And he doesn't know exactly how to respond to it or how to react to it, and so he gets up and he runs. And then yesterday's victory is buried in today's difficulty. How many times does that happen? Praise God. How many times does yesterday's victory get buried in today's difficulty? We have a great Sunday. We see the power of God on display. We, just as we were a while ago, lost in his presence, and then you wake up on Monday morning and wham, there's something comes through your living room like a Mack truck, maybe a phone call or maybe an unexpected visit or a bill or something that comes pressing down upon you and suddenly you find yourself like Elijah where yesterday's victory is swallowed up in today's difficulty. And yesterday's peace is taken by today's conflict. And so he runs and so do we. 
He flees from before the presence of the threats, calling himself out to another place. He is, uh, he, he is overwhelmed. When you look at the story, you would sometimes think that Elijah was just overreacting. He was just overreacting, whatever you might think. This was a real panic moment for Elijah, and so he ran. He ran as far, I think, as his strength would take him. He ran to Judah, and there he left his servants, and he went another day's journey. And I believe that Elijah went as far as his physical strength would take him. And then he found a tree that he could get down under and he began to talk to himself or somebody or God and he said, it's enough. I can't handle any more of this. I can't take another second. I can't deal with this. My life is not worth anything. God, why don't you just take my life? And in those thoughts, he drifted off to sleep. How many times have we drifted off to sleep in that same frame of mind thinking, you know what, I can't stand another day like today. I can't handle any more Mondays like this. I can't handle any more Fridays. I, I can't take any more news like this. And so he drifts off to a sleep and while he sleeps, God is working. God is working. God is preparing a meal. God is preparing a substance that will help him. And finally, the angel of the Lord wakes him, shakes him, and said, Arise and eat, Elijah. And God there has set before him a table, a table that will replenish his strength and will renew his vision. He has run from whatever it was that was troubling him. But God ran with him and God found him in his running place. And God saw him and God knew exactly what Elijah needed to get him out of the slump that he was in. And so God prepared a meal. Can I tell you, church, that God knows exactly what you and I need to get us through what we're going through. And God knows what it takes to get us out of the slump that we are in. There are times that we get so buried in that slump that we think we're never going to get out of that. We're never going to get over the edge. But God knows what I need to get me out of that. God knows what I need to get me back on my feet. God knows what I need to get the fire back in my soul and get the boldness back in my spirit and the confidence back in my voice. God knows what to do to provide for me in an hour like that. And so tonight I have come to tell somebody here that God has prepared a table just for you to revive your soul and to strengthen you for the days that are ahead. I'm not a prophet nor a son of the prophet, but I've come tonight with a message from the Lord that God has prepared something for you and I 
that will take us through whatever we've got to go through over the next 40 days or 40 months or 40 years if he tarries. That God can prepare a table that is so sufficient that when you get through eating, you will go in the strength of that meat as long as you need to go to get you where you need to be. I am here to tell somebody that God has prepared a meal and if you will take it, if you will partake of it, it will put you back on your feet and it will put faith back in your heart. It will bring confidence back in your spirit and it will bring a certainty back to your mind that if you will just simply embrace what God has been trying to do around this church, God has been up to something over the last few weeks. And I will tell you, I have not been in the kind of atmosphere that we've had around here in our services on the weekend for a long time. The prevailing, overpowering presence of God that just comes into this place. When God moves like that, I know that it is for a divine purpose. I know that God is trying to help get some of us back on our feet and put faith back in our heart and confidence back in our spirit and words back in our mouth that we will speak boldly before God and his people. Hallelujah. God has prepared something that will help you get your fight back. Hallelujah. Whatever life has knocked out of you, however disappointed life has made you, God prepared a meal for Elijah that would get him back on his feet. You're going to need strength here, and God has provided what will give you that strength. And you listen to me tonight. You're going to find strength at this place and in this place that you're not going to find anywhere else because God has prepared something for this place. Amen. You're not going to find it sitting on a couch watching some TV program. I don't care how good the preacher is. I don't care who it is. You're not going to find it reading a magazine or you're not going to find it listening to some talk show. You're not going to find it out on some pleasure trip you're going to find what you need here in the house of the Lord at the table that God has prepared because God knows what our journey consists of and he knows what we're going to need to get us through that journey and God has prepared everything that I need to get me through whatever I am going through at this moment. Hallelujah. You will find help here that you won't find anywhere else. And the eating of what God prepares will take you amazing distances. It will enable you to accomplish amazing things. When you begin to embrace and partake of what God has made ready, you will be amazed at what it will do in transforming your spirit. You know, every one of us have times in life when we go against things long enough that we get an attitude. And we have been wrestling attitudes around here for a long time. Every church does. But you know what? I have found something at the altar that takes care of my attitude problem. 
I found something at the altar that's taken care of my fear problem. I've taken something from the altar that's helped me with my panic problem. When I begin to praise and worship and embrace what God is trying to do in my life, suddenly my mind is transformed and my desires are elevated. I want to remind you tonight, church, that you have been put in a place and brought to a place where God knows all about your needs and he has prepared a meal at this time under these circumstances just for you. God knows what you and I need to get us through whatever we're going through. His divine help will make the difference between running from things and running toward things. Amen. Praise God. God's going to affect the direction your life is moving. Some of us have been running from a lot of things and we've been running for a long time. We just don't want to deal with it. But you know what? You're going to find strength around this altar and in this place that's going to help you quit running from things and start running toward God's purpose in your life. Keep you out of that panic mode and keep you in that mode of purpose where you're doing the will of God and you're doing what God has called you. You're going to find help around these altars that's going to help you and it's going to make the difference between you cowering in fear or living by faith. It's going to affect the mindset that your life is governed by. There are people in this place here tonight whose mind is governed by fear. Everywhere you turn, every time you turn around, fear rises up and overwhelms you. But I've come to tell you that God has prepared something in this place that if you will just take of it, it's going to take care of your fear issues. It's going to take care of those things that overwhelm you and overpower you and it is going to give you a fresh mindset of faith that if God is for me, who can be against me? Somebody say hallelujah. God has prepared a table here for us that will make the difference between emotional breakdown and a spiritual breakthrough. Amen. I said amen. There have been far too many of us that have been on the edge at times. God said, you know what? I know what you need and I've got everything ready. Heaven can provide that extra something that you and I need to get us through what we're going through. Emotional breakdown to a spiritual breakthrough. Amen. God is going to give us a healing of emotions. Amen. I believe that. I said I believe. We ought to lift our hands and thank him for that right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I've been pastoring long enough to know that you can't get through what you're going through without his help. What you need in such times as this is for heaven to help you with your viewpoint. Amen. 
Somehow life can obscure your vision and cause you to not see the whole picture. And I want to tell you tonight, church, we're not seeing all there is to see yet. But I believe God's in the process of touching our eyes. And we're going to see it. It's going to happen. I am confident of that more than I've ever been in my life and my ministry. That God is going to touch our eyes. And he's going to change our viewpoint. Instead of us looking at God through our problem, we're going to start looking at our problem through God. And when we start looking at life in that perspective, it changes everything. Hallelujah. We're going to wake up in the morning praising him and go to bed at night praising him. And all kind of crazy things are going to happen in between, but it's not going to take our praise away. You know, maybe what Elijah should have done was stayed in Judah because Judah was a representation of praise. And the Bible said he went a day's journey past Judah. Maybe if he had stayed in Judah, he wouldn't have gotten under that tree. But whatever the case, God knew where to find him and God knows where to find us. He knows where we are right now and he knows how to prepare what we need for this hour. And so his command to Elijah is a command to us. Arise and eat. Oh church, let me encourage you tonight. When we have services like we've had tonight, don't just wait and mark time. Indulge yourself. Because that's God's table that he has prepared to help you get through what you're going through. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Arise and eat and let God give you a fresh anointing upon your life. Arise and eat and let there come a fresh strength into your life and a fresh touch of God upon your heart. Arise and eat, and when you do, there's a new faith that rises in your heart. There's a new confidence that comes into your spirit, and you will rise and say with God, all things are possible, and I am going to stand on that and live in that promise every day of my life. Amen. Indulge yourself in what God has prepared because it's the only thing that will get you where you need to go. And so he arose and he ate and he went 40 days and 40 nights in the strength of that meat. What a powerful anointing to have on your life. What a powerful encouragement to all of us that God can give us the strength to get us through what's before us. Amen. Amen. God wants to give you strength to go on. Praise God. Strength to rise up. Not just slug through another day, but to rise up in victory. And to go in the power of his might. Everybody has a Gethsemane moment. Everybody has a time in their life when their friends flee from them. And the people that they've helped the most abandon them. You know, one of the most painful things as a preacher there is for people that you poured your heart and life into to walk away from you and walk away for the most foolish of reasons, but it happens all the time. 
But I'm not alone. People do that to you as well. Everybody has a Gethsemane moment. But the Bible says that in that Gethsemane, when everybody had left him and there was no one to pray with him, the Bible said that at such an hour and such a time, the angels ministered to him. Amen. God knows where we're at. He knows where we're at. And he knows how to get to us with the right thing at the right time to get us through. So the command of the Lord comes tonight. Rise and eat. Revival's on its way. Amen. Elijah's ministry wasn't even about ended. It was just really getting started. Because what he was about to do was going to set in motion the next wave of God's glory to his people. He was going to anoint another young man by the name of Elisha. And Elisha was going to go in the power of the might that had been upon Elijah. And he was going to see twice the miracles that Elijah had seen in his lifetime. Can I tell you, Greater Life Church, that an old preacher like me, I say old, I feel old sometimes, but a man like me, that God could bring us together for a time like this and he could anoint us with such anointing that what is before us will be far greater than what is behind us. And what God has yet to do in our lives and for our church is going to be much greater than what we have experienced in our past. Why don't I rise and eat tonight? Why don't you rise up and eat tonight? Because God has a journey he wants to take us on. And that journey is going to be a great one, I say. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Joey, come. Praise God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. So easy to get lost in the problems of the moment. And to lose sight of the greater picture. God has never let anything be lost to him. He knows everything. He knows everybody that's with you. And he knows everybody that's left you. And this is what he said. They went out from you because they were not of you. So quit worrying about them. Amen. If they leave you. They're not designed to be part of your purpose. Amen. They're not designed to be part of what God has for you for the future. You say, Brother Hughes, that sounds pretty cold and callous. No, that's the Word of God. You know what the devil would like for us to do? He would like for us to cry and whine over our losses and forget that what God has before us is greater than what's behind us. If Elijah had not risen and eaten, there would never have been an anointing. And 14 miracles would never have happened. Thank God he eat. Thank God he rose up and ate. Uh, yes.
And I pray that Greater Life Church in the hour in which we live will have the strength and the confidence and the courage to rise up and eat what God has prepared for us because it's going to take us on a mighty and glorious journey. Revival is coming to this church like we have never seen it before. I said revival is coming to this church like we have never seen it before. And you hear me tonight, there is no devil in hell or out of hell that's going to stop it. And there is no dragging of our feet or unbelief in any of us that's going to keep it from coming to pass. God is going to bring it in spite of every doubt and every unbelief in this place. And he's going to bless and anoint and give and multiply. And he's going to enlarge the borders of our tent. He's going to bring revival to our families. He's going to bring the wayward home. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. Let's come and eat tonight. Come on, let's come and eat tonight. Let's come and indulge ourselves in what God has prepared. God, I know that you are aware of every detail. I know.